0: following is a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football
1: club this 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 is mick shots streaming live on dallascowboys.com and the official dallas cowboys app now here are bill jones everson walls and mickey spagnola And it is a happy Monday inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios where Mickey Spagnola is for this edition of Mix Shots. I'm Bill Jones. It's happy in my home office and it's happy in Everson Wall's home office as well because the Cowboys somehow... Yes! Yes! ...on Sunday (laughs) afternoon at AT AT&T Stadium. How, okay, here's what I said. I, I stole the line from Jack Buck when Kirk Gibson came out of the clubhouse and hit a home run in the World Series uh, against Dennis Eckersley in the A's in 1988. I don't believe what I just saw. That's what I said <laughs> when C- Greg Sirline uh, had the most unique onside kick I've seen since Tony Fritch in <laughs> 1972. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. one. The, he had the, 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 the right foot went
2: behind the left foot, right? right. Remember that behind one? The yes.
1: Behind the back on side. Behind,
2: the, the, behind the ankle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> behind uh, the calf. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, you got company? Spags, you don't remember that one, do you? Uh, I,
0: think <laughs> that, I probably wasn't intimately watching the Cowboys in
2: 1972. Uh, we're, we're gonna delete. We're gonna delete you from this conversation no, all because I got, we
0: got all I got with, in college was either the Cardinals, uh, the Cardinals, or the Chiefs. That's all we got.
2: Oh well, yeah, you saw the Cowboys kick plenty, but then if it's the if Cardinals, I saw that's those, good stuff, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I I like Brad Sham's uh, uh, final words was uh, after we kicked the field goal, kiss that pig. <laughs> <laughs> I believe <laughs> kiss that pig. I, I love that one. I love that one. There was an ugly win, but it was still extremely exciting. So I guess kiss that pig would be the one that pretty much captures everything about that game.
0: Yeah, if they could have just well, started in the second half, it would have, it, there wouldn't have been a pig. You would have said, <laughs> oh, what a remarkable performance, right? Getting rid of the first quarter. Jeez. Oh Pete, oh, maybe man. they thought it was a three o'clock start. I don't know, but it sure didn't work out at noon for them, for sure.
2: Well, we were, you know, the, the the Falcons were on East Coast time, so they should have been the ones that had the wake up issues, because they came out extremely aggressive. I don't know if they saw something in film or whatever, but they came out just. Uh, punching at the ball every time they had a chance. It, sometimes it wasn't just fumbles. I mean, it was a calculated effort to knock the ball out of our receivers' hands, and that's including uh, Zeke Elliott. So, you know, and it was, I, it was
1: Zeke's high school teammate doing it. Oh, Coop. How do you well, say? yeah, he, Ola, knew he knew Olua something. He knew something. Yeah,
2: that's what it was. <laughs> that's from an old school game plan that he came out with on that one. So. Uh, very unusual game, very ugly game. I got to tell you guys. I, but at, in the end, I did not care how ugly we won. Let's let's face it, guys. We have lost so many games in that same fashion. So I'm not going to, you know, douse water on this win, you know, as 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 little as I can. I mean, there are things that we have to sort out. But you know, we are so accustomed to losing games like this, I'm not going to be ashamed to say that I was happy that we won a game that we should have lost. Let's just be real. We should have lost. And so let's just finally, we get to flip the script on all those guys, all those fans that are against the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Well, how would you like to be in the Falcon's shoes and sitting there going, well, we should have won and you didn't. Uh, I think that's probably even We've worse. We've been there.
2: That's the problem. Right? Yeah, I think We've that's We've been even there worse. so many times. That's the issue. So, right. uh, I, I, I
0: just thought, you know, if you can you can get past the start uh, and basically get past, past the majority of the defensive possessions, other than uh, the one that they had to have, uh, you know, from an offensive standpoint. I mean, they 570 yards. Think about that. Dak threw for 450 yards. It's rather remarkable uh with the protection he was facing or wasn't facing, didn't have, uh, and and playing with two undrafted offensive tackles, uh, one a rookie, the other one in his second year starting his second game, and you still threw for 450 yards. I mean, I, I just thought that was the most remarkable performance under those circumstances and falling behind uh... so many times uh... that uh... that you would ever see in a football game so Uh, My point on this whole game, you guys, is I don't want to hear nothing else about Dak can't do this and (laughs) Dak can't do that. He can't come from behind. He can't win a close game. The guy's got 15 come-from-behind victories since the start of the 2016 season, and that ties him for the most with some guy named Drew Brees along with Derek Carr. (laughs) So stop the nonsense from now on, okay? That's my point on this show.
2: And it's so weird, Spags. You will still find commentary that talks about how his receivers basically bailed him out on so many different occasions. And as I look at, you know, so many great quarterbacks that are human and we still give them the benefit of the doubt. Dak has always been that guy. Uh, They will concentrate so much there will, there will always be an asterisk by any stat that Dak Prescott uh, throws up there. The asterisk is always going to be the key. And I think that's extremely unfair for a guy who's got the heart that he has.
1: Okay, I got a question for you. Uh, do you want me to do something about my dog, Romo? <laughs> Please do. It's not a- <laughs> bothering me. <Where laughs> oh, my <laughs> Go oh, Romo. feed your dogs. Go, Go feed Romo your dogs. Is, I got two Beagles, uh, Bo and Romo, and uh, I've got their leggade the up to where they're supposed to be in the kitchen. It sounds like they might have got out. And, that, and Romo is the one barking in the background. And I think he's barking because he's upset because Dak has now matched Romo with 400 yard games in his career. <laughs> But the, uh, these two Beagles, they were they were born in, in two thousand seven, so they're thirteen years old. Romo's first year as a starter, and we named one Romo and the other one I wanted to name T O, but my wife and daughters uh, said no. We well, we get to name I'm this. Sure the one others, I'm I'm sure Romo doesn't want don't
2: rename uh, Bo Dak because Romo would yeah. re- really be pissed off. Okay, so there.
1: I'm leaving for one second to go close my office door so we don't hear Romo as well. So, hope, so, so We don't on. need you, Bill. We don't need you.
0: You know, and, and, and Everson, one of the, the remarkable things was that uh, th- that was this, when the Cowboys fell behind by 20 points to start the game, that was their largest deficit uh, to come back our second-largest deficit to come back in and, and win the game. And I, I was looking at the other games, and uh, I was there. Well, now I, I'm there for four of the top five. Uh, the, the largest okay. deficits they had with 21 points. Uh, that was uh, yep. the season opener against St. Louis in, in 2014. Uh, my first game, I covered... Uh, for the Dallas Times-Herald of a Cowboys game was that Sunday night game against the New Orleans Saints in 1984. It was the overtime victory. It had fallen behind by 21 points. And remember, it came back in that last minute or two with two touchdowns to tie it up. Uh, I believe it was a Randy White uh, forced fumble that Jim Jeffcoat recovered uh, in the end zone. Uh, Kenny Stabler was the
2: quarterback. And that was... Ken Stabler was a quarterback, and I have never seen Randy White act like such a child ever <laughs> in my life. It was hilarious. Remember that video of <laughs> him? Watching him jump up and down after he forced that bubble was the funniest thing I had ever seen. And it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen, you know, because you're watching the master of all people, who's one of the mm-hmm. most honorary people you ever want to meet. I think he was the more prouder of himself at that moment than he has ever been in his entire life. You
0: know, it was and great, you, to well, it's great to see. When
1: I remember, it was like he was jumping on a pogo stick. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> like a little. I, I can imitate it, but I won't do it right now, since I'm Please the one no, that's no, I'm I'm that standing you know, all over again. Uh, you know what? In that game, if you remember, uh, it was a Sunday night game, and it started late because the presidential debates went long. And uh, so, uh, and, and to set the stage for it, I think at the at the time maybe the Cowboys were four and three, and they were you you, you were falling yeah. off the face. And Randy Galloway in the Dallas Morning News uh, basically wrote an entire column that the Cowboys were dead, that they were you know they're going to lose this game, and the and the Cowboys are dead, right? Well, remember Tex used to sit in the press box, and he sat right in the row right behind me. And this is my first game, and I don't, you know, know what the protocol is or anything. And he's, he's grumping up there, and it, everybody's on deadline because the game started late. And basically, everybody had written their stories right, ready to go, just needed the final score. <laughs> and then the Cowboys come back and tie it up, <laughs> and it goes into overtime, and you hear everybody banging the tables, right? <laughs> And Tex leads out. He, le- he leads out, and, and, he, and, he, and he yells, "Hey, Randy, you look dead!" <laughs> 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 and then the Cowboys end up winning the game in overtime. And then the other one was the oh, season man. opener in in, in uh, nineteen was it nineteen yep. uh, ninety nine? Uh, when they fell yeah. behind like 35-7 or something like that. Uh, and, and Troy Aikman came back with three touchdowns to tie it up uh, near the, uh, right at the end and then threw the uh, deep ball to uh, Rocket, rocket Ishmael, Ishmael after Rocket had dropped yeah. the same pattern earlier in the game. And the, the, uh, the name of the play was Red Glare. So it was a Rocket Red Glare. So the only well, one I missed, uh, don't
2: forget. The, the only honest, one yeah, I one missed, one missed was '83, uh,
0: so Everson would have been there against the Redskins, uh, down 20 points. Yes, uh, and it looked like that was, was the season over too. I was one of the reasons too. we were
2: down 20 points. I was one of the reasons we were down 20 points. Uh, the Redskins had figured out our flex defensive coverage. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They realized that you could easily put the cowboys from a zone into a man to man just by the positioning of the backs and coach Joe Gibbs figured that out and that was the first time we had started seeing what you called hitch routes they had they had eaten us alive they would put us in a man to man situation and they would throw 5 yard routes knowing that we always covered off from a zone position because that was the zone call out of the huddle. And what it did was put us at an extreme disadvantage, isolating the cornerbacks one-on-one. So they would have the little fun bunch that they had, those little Smurfs, I believe is what uh, they called them. I think Howard Cosell calling them Smurfs. So they had the little Smurfs out there, and they would catch the ball, a lot of distance between us and them. They would shake us down. Next thing you know, they have a drive going down the field We're down like 23-3, to if I'm not mistaken. All of a sudden, we decide to change up the defense and go to a cover two. Now you can't run those hitch routes. Uh, They could not make the adjustments. The Redskins could not make the adjustments. Tony Hill and Danny White start to go off. I remember Tony Hill going down the sidelines and just eating up their DBs alive. I think he caught two touchdown passes in that game. And we ended up coming back and winning that game. At that time, that was our most—I think it was our most—the uh, uh, the biggest comeback we had ever had in Cowboy history up until that point. I, I don't know
0: if I yes, I, no, how, you're how right because the, the 21, the 21-point 21 deficit came in uh, 84, 99, and 2014. So yeah, you're absolutely right. And
2: we also did that in RFK Stadium as well. So. The second half of that game, you would have thought it was a, uh, a COVID game because you could not hear <laughs> no. anyone in the stands but Cowboy fans and RFK, the best feeling in the world. Bill, like are you good? Game. Are you done dog sitting?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been enjoying the conversation. Right, we need, we're need we up against a break, but let me give you – now, you were just listing the top comebacks in Cowboys history in terms of how many points they were down, overcoming deficits, 20- uh, 20 and 21-point deficits, the top five in, in Cowboys history. I put this game, and the way it finished, the, the last-minute comeback – in my top five favorite cowboy comebacks of all time. And I started in 1972 with the playoff game against San Francisco, the game we alluded to earlier, Tony Fritsch had the onside kick, and uh, Roger had two touchdown passes, one to Billy Parks and the other to Ron Sellers. Uh, I think that was the game where Larry Cole was uh, was uh, on rolling the side, around on the sideline. <laughs> <the> side <laughs> That's right. A, they were down 28-16 with two minutes left, and they came back and won 30-28. I'm doing this in chronological order. Uh, the second one is the Hail Mary with 32 seconds left of the game. Uh, the next one would be uh, Rodgers' last regular season game in 1979, which is two touchdowns in the last couple of minutes, uh, one to Ron Springs, also to the, the other, other to Tony is, right? Hill. Yeah, also against Against, the against Washington, 35-34. And then I'll fast forward all the way to 2007 and Tony Romo throws five picks against Buffalo Monday Night Football and the Cowboys come back and they scored 10 points in the last 20 seconds of that game, a touchdown pass, and then a Nick Folk onside kick and uh, with uh, with six seconds left. And then with two seconds left, he kicks a 53-yard field goal to win it. Yes. And then I'll put this one in as uh, number five on the list. There's others in there, but for me, those are my five all-time favorites. I and like those that.
0: are good favorites, Bill.
1: Okay. All right. When we come back, let's break down what went wrong and what went right. A lot on of Sunday each. afternoon, and we'll need all week to discuss this, but Mixed Shots continues in a moment.
3: Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient.
1: Back. 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 To shots. Let Dallas Cowboys Rhythm and Blue entertain you with some of the best hip hop talent in the area, whether it's the high energy co ed dance team or the dynamic drum line, either can be booked to provide a Unique and unforgettable experience for your virtual or in-person event. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash DCRB for more information or to book today. What a win for the Cowboys on Sunday, 40-39 to over the Atlanta Falcons and now the Seattle Seahawks this week. And then what a win for Seattle last night over New England. 35-30 uh, to 30 as New England uh, had the ball down at the one-yard line and Cam Newton was stopped short um, by uh, a TCU Horn Frog. Mr. Collier, former first-round <laughs> draft pick, making the play. But we'll get into the Seahawks as the week uh, progresses. There's so much to break down on uh, Sunday's game. First off, I just love having fans in the stands. I don't, I don't care whether they are uh, just a smattering of fans or or not, but uh, but I, I like the fact that there were fans in the stands. Boy, it's so
2: funny. No matter how small the amount of fans, you could still hear the boos. <laughs> the boos were real loud. <laughs>
0: right at right early at, early at on, halftime. <laughs> Twenty one thousand seven hundred and eight. Yeah, and they were all kind of spaced out. And uh, you know, I don't know. I I don't know if TV showed many shots uh, of the stands uh... but they showed uh, everybody was spaced out now there would be groups of people and remember you could buy as many as six and they put you in a pod uh... but if you were six in a row there was nobody sitting in front of you and nobody sitting behind you uh... and then the next row had some more people that way and so they spaced everything out and uh... uh... the only thing i noticed was those masks didn't last for four quarters on, on the majority of the people <laughs> sitting there. And, and, I
2: mean, did you expect them to at all? Uh, no, there's no I way didn't. you can keep your mask on. I well, that's because age. they
1: were eating and drinking. Yes, they right. Were eating and, and, and drinking, that, of
2: course. Yes. And screaming their all of that has something to do with it.
0: And screaming their brains out, right? You,
2: you can't. You can't boo. You can't boo effectively with a mask on. It just doesn't work. Uh, well, there
0: was a lot of okay. boo on, so. on four of
2: the first
0: five <laughs> yeah, the first,
1: possessions. Well, in the first quarter, I mean, it reminded me of uh, the way the uh, 1994 Three. NFC Championship game began. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the It was played in 94. Season. Yeah. No, it was the 94
0: season. Yeah. Sorry.
1: 90, 94 season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 94 season, January 95. Uh, the three turnovers that San Francisco turned into 21 points the first seven or eight minutes of the game, whatever it was. Uh, and then throw in a fake punt that didn't work as well. Uh, so the Cowboys actually could have been farther down than what they were at the end of the first quarter, but they were, as it was, down 20 to nothing. Yeah, they were
0: able to, those last two possessions, the Fourth and fifth one, they held him to uh, field goals after uh, the fake punt failed, which should have worked if CJ Goodwin had kept his feet. He slipped and fell. Uh, and then Dalton Schultz loses. Oh, the you're fumble. gonna
2: put that on CJ? Well you didn't think that I, was he, a <laughs> horrible, horrible pass. He fell yeah, before he the didn't pass got there. I I keep hearing about what a great athlete our quarter our punter is. And he throws a duck. It never should have been that difficult, guys. He'd fallen before I the mean, ball even got yes. there. He, he did slip.
1: No, he was on the ground. There's no
2: reason. <laughs> there was, He's there on was the ground. no reason for him to even have to be on the ground. That ball What's should have problem? hit
1: him in the chest. That's all. Okay. That's, That's pass. That's the problem. That's the problem with running a fake punt. When Danny White's not the punter, then preach, throw throwing a you. pass to a defensive back, not to a wide receiver. No, no, no. It depends on the
2: defensive
1: back. Let's be real oh, about yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, okay. Unless the defensive back has 57 interceptions That's in his right. career, then you can run that fake punt to a cornerback. <laughs> I, just, I just really felt that um, –
2: this was one of the ugliest wins we've ever had. I said it earlier. And even when we started off the fourth quarter, I mean, you talk about the, the first part of the game, of course. These fumbles, you know, Schultz finally gets to, to make a catch. You know, he's, he's, he's looking forward to having a good game. They punch the ball out on him. Zeke comes out. Uh, I don't know how... Zeke fumbled twice, if I'm not mistaken. He and did. they only recovered one. Yes. And so we once again, we could have been in a much better situation, what worse situation. And the other thing I say is I can't believe I'm giving the defense credit after a game they end up 40 to 39. <laughs> because when you look at three of those four turnovers, they actually held, <laughs> which was unusual. They actually held the Falcons to a couple of field goals. Which, you know, when you when it's a game like this, every victory helps. You know, any individual win, any situational win helps in a game like this because as we go on, we will note many times where that particular play kind of held the game in balance. So this is, this is one of those just... Topsy-turvy games.
0: Well, if you, look at, if you look at the defense's part in this, after the first two possessions, uh, the Falcons scored on eight of ten possessions. <laughs> eight of ten. <laughs> All right? And, 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 and the one they stopped them, they had to stop them to get the ball back, and that was the first sack of the game. Everson Griffin got a sack on second down, yep. uh, which led to them having yeah. to uh, and, and, actually hunt the ball.
1: And hey Mickey, the other one, Julio
0: Jones dropped a touchdown.
1: Back. Yes, absolutely.
0: So they were they were like <laughs> over after the first two uh, possessions. Uh, yet when they needed to get the stop to create it, that next possession for the Cowboys' offense, uh, they got it somehow, some way, which w- was rather uh, well, remarkable. Because the defense, I'll tell you what, they, they better hurry because that front gave Matt Ryan the time of day in the pocket. To the point where he's running out and gaining yards uh, when no one's open. Uh, we we talked all training camp about this pass rush, this this and this, and and it's non-existent. They're not getting there. I, I don't know what the deal is, but th- they're not even coming close to putting pressure on an opposing quarterback. And and you know and, and now they got it next week. You know, next Sunday with Russell Wilson and this guy, if you don't get pressure on him, you know, he's either completing it or he's running by you. Uh, So they better figure it out real quick.
1: Russell Wilson last night night against the number one defense in the league last year, which returned virtually all of their secondary, uh, is back this year. And he threw five touchdown passes to five different receivers last night.
0: Yeah, if no he doesn't doubt. get no picked doubt. off. It didn't was, he get picked amazing. off for a touchdown right the start of the game? And it, then after had that, yeah, McCordy to
1: start the game yeah. at a pick six. Yeah. and then
0: after that, the the roof yeah. came in. So, uh, yeah, this defense, you yeah. know, you got to score forty points to win a game. You you gain five hundred despite the turnovers. They gained five hundred and seventy yards, five hundred and seventy yards, four hundred and fifty passing, scored forty points, and, and you had to score forty to win by one. It's just absolutely remarkable. So, you know, this defense starting to look like uh, stuff I saw in that 20, that you know, that 2013 season uh, when they gave up 45, 37, 49, 31, and 51 to Denver and got beat 51-48. So uh, they better figure things out quickly.
2: Well, yeah, I, the thing that I uh, can point out as well. Uh, the Falcons did their best to give us the game. And there were moments where we were like, nah, we don't want it. You know, you can have it, you can have this game. We'll go 0-2, we'll be fine with that. That's just the way that game seemed to go out. As many mistakes as we made, the Falcons probably made a few more. Uh, I thought one instance, it was a very uh, uh, understated moment, but uh, while the Falcons are up with all these points and the, the clock in their favor, I believe it was around four-something left in the game, they throw the ball on like second and 10 or something like that. You know, there was no reason for them to even attempt to throw a ball at that time. The Cowboys hadn't stopped them doing anything. When they threw that ball that stopped the clock, I think we ended up getting the ball back again with about 3.30 left. If they would have just kept running the ball The Cowboys would probably have gotten that ball around the two-minute warning at the end of the game, still down by 15. So just small things in that game where the Falcons really showed how they're just as incompetent as we are as Dallas Cowboys. I've never seen a game where it seemed like two teams really didn't want to win. You know, they just wanted to go out there, and I think they wanted to extend the game. They looked like they wanted to just play more. Well, that, uh, that probably, Everson,
0: was when uh, they ended up uh, – there was 4.39 uh, left. Uh, the Cowboys had called a timeout. It was second and 12, uh, and that's when Griffin sacked Ryan to make it third and 18 and forced them to punt, and the Cowboys got the ball back with 2.57 left, uh, down 39.30. Uh, and then that's where things even yeah, got think, more interesting, right?
1: Yeah. But to, to your point, I think he was on the previous possession. If we were on Atlanta Falcons radio today, we'd be talking about the previous possession where they're ahead 36-24, to 24, and I don't have the time. It was with about eight or nine minutes left in the game. And they've got a first and 10 at the 12-yard line. They ran Gurley for four. And then on second down... Uh, second and 6 they throw an incomplete pass and on third and 6 they throw an incomplete pass. They could have they could have if they run the ball there they they got a 12 point lead and they wound up kicking a field goal anyway. On second and third down they could have run a minute off the clock. And, yep, and that's instead what I'm talking of, about uh, giving the Cowboys the ball back with a thir- with a 15 point lead, they gave the ball back with 757 left. There would have been 657 left. I mean, it was yep. things like that. You make you make uh, offensive uh, play calling decisions like that and you're gonna blow a 28 to 3 Super Bowl lead
0: and you know That's what, what that doing. was the first time <laughs> right. you know what that was the first time I think uh, Alden Smith actually you knew he was in the game because he got pressures on both of those uh, incomplete passes. Uh, And and they finally got around uh, Ryan on second and seven and third and seven at the nine. Yeah, they got a little greedy. You're you're exactly right because the Cowboys did get the ball back with 7.57 to go. All
1: right, uh, we're going to take a break here, and let's talk about – who really stood out for you when the Cowboys made their comeback? There's uh, several players who stood out, but but uh, who's the who's the top of the list for you? And the Cowboys uh, come from behind win over the Falcons on Sunday. That's when Mick shots continues in just a moment.
3: Hey there, Cowboys fans! With Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery
2: What do you call a group of grown men and women who get together every week, proudly wearing the star, to share a three-hour-long ritual of cheering, shouting at the TV, and raising their Miller light together while yelling, how about them boys? You call it Miller Time and Cowboys Nation. Here's to the only beer of the Cowboys celebrating 60 years of greatness. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly.
1: 2020 Miller Brewing
2: Company, Fort Worth, Texas.
1: to Mick shots.
0: Celebrating styles and designs worn by players and coaches over the last 60 years, the Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop introduces the new era 1960 headwear collection. Find the full assortment at your nearest Cowboys Pro Shop and on shop.dallascowboys.com.
1: All right. Uh, do you remember who your picks to click were on Friday? Uh, Everson Walls reminded look at, look me at right at the end of the game. There. <laughs> Why are you smiling so much,
2: Spagnola? He is. <laughs> you know, he just pulled that out of his butt last week, and all of a sudden, Zerline. Comes and does what he yeah,
1: does. You call the no... onside kick?
0: Well, I, yeah, no, like I think this I called, gonna like, I called like four field goals or something like that, and he would hit the game winner. So basically, I, I, uh-huh. I get credit for the onside kick too, right? I don't think I've ever seen you, sir. I'm not sure I've ever seen one like that. It was almost, you know what? Yeah, I, no I, doubt. I, I thought they were going to call a quick kick. You know, like in baseball, you quick pick somebody, he quick kicked it. Because I think they thought he was standing there, set the ball up parallel to the line of scrimmage on the ground, and then he was going to back up. and he just stood there, flat-footed, and kicked it. And the thing went like sideways, <laughs> and it kept going and going and going, and you know. And C.J. Goodwin, God bless him, he had the patience to know where he was and when to pounce on the ball. It was incredible.
1: There was a, there was a reason he was the special teams captain yesterday. C.J. Yeah, Goodwin. absolutely. And, uh, uh, let's, be, okay. let's, let's, let's be, one thing I've always
2: known about great plays like that, uh, and I've been a part of them, of course, uh, great plays happen for one team because of the, the failure of the opposition. The failure of the opposition has as much to do with the completion of a great play than the, the, the team that made the play, than them being able to carry through with it. I've always said that. So when you're gonna make a great play like Goodwin did, well, it was because of the ignorance of the Falcons special teams. It, and and, it, and, and it, let, it, let me say, Bill, hold up, Bill. Here's yeah. what's crazy. They called the timeout when they saw what Spaggs was just illustrating, uh-huh. just what he's talking about. So <laughs> what the hell did they talk about during the timeout if they do not know that they can test the ball? before 10 yards. That made it even more ridiculous, guy, in my eyes.
1: And what really made it ridiculous, we've all known since we started playing football when we were seven, eight years old what the rules are on an onside kick, right? I mean, well, and, and, and to think about it, okay, when the coaches get or in their special teams meeting in Atlanta, all right, you are going to have to land, fall on that football at some point. You might as well do it before it goes 10 yards where it is uncontested where you jump on the football. Your chances are of recovering it are much better if the other guy's not jumping on the pile at the same wow. time, right? They wow. could have had three guys jump
0: on it. One guy could have jumped on it and two guys could have covered up, right? And they sat there and waiting <laughs> and right. waiting and waiting and it was like, oh my lord. It was like they were hypnotized. You know, the only, no, the only no. excuse well, I've heard for I heard, heard them, a great line. The only excuse I heard I had a great line. Let me go, Spaz. So okay, fast. go ahead. I,
2: I heard a great line. They said... Uh, they thought they were uh, competing in curling.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was the best yeah. line. They just didn't they have a broom, right, to keep ball They just the ball didn't have rolling. the broom. <laughs> I think Gonzalez. they were trying to blow it foul. Tony Gonzalez said on the post-game show that he goes, the only excuse I could even come remotely to give them is that they, they didn't think it was going to make 10 yards, so it didn't matter. And it's like, well, okay, but still it was almost stopped. All you had to do was fall on it. Uh, Unbel- I, I don't uh, think yep. I've ever seen one like I, that before.
1: And, and think about it. In fact, th- I, I thought of this. This is the first time the Cowboys have ever played a game the same day as the final round of the U.S. Open, and I thought it was it was fitting. It was fitting that they win the game on a perfectly lagged onside putt by Greg Zerline. I mean, if he if he had a, a putter out and he was he was putting a seventy yard putt, he could not have lagged it any better oh, than what he did. My on goodness, that. I just you thought know? it was amazing.
0: You know, they're they're also <laughs> and, and see
1: that's, that,
2: that, is, that lets you know the Falcons are just as inept or even more inept as we are. Because what <laughs> you saw, the failure you saw with the Falcons, that's what we were accustomed to, like, especially the second half of last season. The entire second half of last season, we always had some type of debacle that led to some unusual loss on our part. So it's just good to be on the other side of it. Great to be on the other side. of You know,
0: it. if you go back and watch the replay of that, uh, after the, after a Goodwin fell on it, uh, I I thought John Fossil was going to jump on the pile to cover him up. The the official <laughs> had to yank him off the field and get him behind him so he could come in and make the call. He was so excited, and I'm thinking, well, hey, after, he two failed, after two failed after two failed fake runs, right, right.
1: <laughs> he needed that. Boy, did he need that. We all think, needed that. Okay, one. the yeah. other thing that had to happen.
3: And oh, The other man. thing that
1: had to happen, the Cowboys weren't in field goal range, and they came through, and I would like to uh, let you all know that, or remind you that my pick to click was a guy named CD Lamb. <laughs> and how about CD Lamb and the way he played in this game? And how about the yes. veteran move that he made, and he was well coached by somebody on that staff, whether a receivers coach, Adam Henry, or whoever it was, that, okay, here's the game plan. We, we recover this onside kick, and now we do not want Atlanta to have the football again. We're going down to score, and so he he, uh, you know, uh, he broke the ankles of uh, the DB that was covering him, <laughs> and, and then he's running downfield 25 yards, and he doesn't go out of bounds. Stayed in
2: bounds.
1: He, he yes, stays in bounds. He doesn't take That's a right. hit. He doesn't risk losing the football. We're in field goal range at that point. A very heady move by a rookie, right there.
0: No, he was he was remarkable in the I game, and you know, it, and he would have had you know another great play if not for, uh, I guess, the block they called him on. I, I just thought it was a, a real heady play on his part, and you know, there was another tackle that. That was a tough call, Spags. That was such a tough call. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, it was. But he 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 showed and, that and the I ball say, needs we to be in about his hands.
2: Yes. I I, I like the way you had certain guys, and once again, I'm going back to defense, believe it or not. Uh, I thought Joe Thomas. Yes. Especially Uh, in the second half of the game. I thought he came through and played the way a linebacker should play. I thought his blitzes were timely. I like him. Uh, I thought that he read a couple of plays. I think he shot the gap on his own a couple of times that led to some big losses, timely losses, for uh, the Falcons' offense, so I just had to give a, give him some love because I saw a different type of play out there. You saw a guy shooting the gaps. You saw a guy making plays. You saw a guy that made some big plays that made a difference in the game.
0: Ended up with uh, 12 I tackles, like- one tackle for a loss, and one quarterback hit. It's quiet, It was kept. Uh, Jalen on the game uh, the game stats had 13 tackles. He had 12. So, yeah. Awfully good game for him filling in for Leighton Vanderish.
1: And then I'll throw out Dalton Schultz, too. Yes. I, I, yes, I, sir. I really like, uh, outside yes, of the sir. I really like uh, the way Dalton Schultz plays. And uh, I think the Cowboys, you know, yeah, you'd, you'd no wish drop you off had Blake Darwin because of his threat downfield. But but I, I like Schultz a lot. And Blake I think, Bell I, had think a Shultz, of too. I talked
2: about it last week. I talked about it last week. I think Schultz. Is just as athletic as Jarwin. I really do. He just hadn't had his opportunities yet. Uh, Jarwin may be a bit more athletic, but I don't think we'll see much of a drop-off for this season. Schultz is going to be big for us. You just wait and see.
0: Nine catches for 88 yards.
1: As a blocker. Yep, you know I like the way he's built. He's got the the length as a blocker, and he's got a toughness about him.
2: Yes, and Blake Bell
1: as a blocking tight end, as a second tight end, I think Blake Bell is uh, is a great addition. Even though it
2: was called back, I just thought that was an amazing catch by him and his 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 hunger to to continue to keep going down the field. Look forward to the block by CD. He kind of read that well. CD came in, I thought, just in time and perfectly. I wish he could have. Uh, they could have kept the tack on in regards to, to Bell's reception, but I really enjoyed how he stepped up to the moment. We he needed ended up, everybody at that time.
0: He ended up playing 40% of the snaps uh, Bell did. Nice. So from a two-tight end situation, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was working. That's why I think if, if people watch this game, you know, all right, Jarwin's hurt. Okay, who can we go get? Well, sometimes you just got to rely on the guys you have. They're, they're there for a reason and give them a chance. You know, Schultz, and not everybody's uh yeah, rookie a of the year. There's a reason they kept
1: McKeon, too. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. There's a reason they kept Sean McKeon, too, because they could have exposed him to waivers and might have got him to the practice squad, but they liked him enough to keep a fourth tight end. All right, yes. we're just uh, – that flew by, and uh, we've got so much more to get to uh, tomorrow here on uh, Mixed Shots. So much to even break down from that game, and we'll start uh, paying some attention to – the Seattle Seahawks as well. It's a big game coming up, but wow, what a much-needed win that was on Sunday over the Falcons. All right, we'll see you again tomorrow here on Mix Shots. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!